Musician Mindset is brought to you by PossibleChops.com, a library of expert-level drumming vocabulary lessons. To receive your first month of pro membership for free, visit PossibleChops.com forward slash Musician Mindset. You know, Jason, something about me? (laughs) What? I used to have a job at a calendar factory. Yeah? And I got fired for taking a couple days off. Musician Mindset is a conversation series that extracts the performance and preparation thought process from world-class musicians, leaving you with wisdom and exercises to level up your musical journey. <laughs> you have the best little pun jokes. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> All right, joining us today is Casey Bear. Originating from Los Angeles, Casey Bear is a 19-year-old pop recording artist charting her own course with honest lyrics and powerful vocals. A year in the making, Casey's first single, Greatest Mistake, was a first look of what's to come in the young artist's career. Produced and co-written by Grammy-nominated producer Drew DeCaro, Greatest Mistake serves as her first in many unapologetic takes on her formative years. Through her music and engaging content, Casey has reached 250,000 music streams and grown her audience to over 50,000 across platforms in just under one year. Welcome, Casey Bear. Hi, guys. Thank you for that, Dave. And I saw some news on Instagram today, too, that, uh, is it Hold On? Hold On, my latest, oh, no, that's a lie. Hold On, my single, just hit 100,000 streams on Spotify, which is crazy. Yeah, and has not been out for that long, right? No, it came out on July 30th. Killer. Two months. So, yeah. And Greatest Mistake, my first single, also has over 100,000. Right on. Congratulations. Yeah. That's very Thank cool. Thank you. So this is a slightly different format than, oh, sorry here. Uh, that's a slightly different format than what we usually do because usually we have uh, artists who have gone through a, an arc in their career, but you're at the beginning of your career. Uh, so that's going to be cool. I think I think our, our audience is going to get a lot out of this today to hear like, you know, what it's like to to have early success and, and what your plans are for the future and maybe just some some early lessons that you have, uh, you've learned. But let's start with the the relationship you have with Dave here. So tell us about that. So Dave over here mm-hmm. is one of my favorite people. He is my musical director and amazing killer drummer and just amazing mentor and role model. And literally he responds in the drop of a dime if I ever need anything, which is amazing <laughs> and very unlike everybody else. So... That's right Dave, on. the homie. Thank you. Now, I yeah. believe one of our other guests has plays in your band as, as well. Is that true? Yeah, Josh Moreau. Right. Okay, yep. cool. I love Josh. Yeah, Josh was on not too long ago. So you have, at such an early age, like compiled an amazing band of incredible musicians. So good for you. Yeah, no, I'm so blessed. And I have the best time with them. And we all have so much fun because yeah. it's like a little family now. Mm-hmm. Like We spend so much time together, and obviously we're not touring yet. <laughs> that's a goal that I need to happen. It needs to happen. But um, besides the fact, we all have gotten so close and everybody's so talented and we really support each other, which is great. And I'm so lucky to have all these professionals working with me already. What have you found is the, has been the value of having a consistent group as opposed to like hiring different people out for different shows? Actually, my group isn't always as consistent. Um, a lot of our you know, band is still touring. So we'll have everybody that are, you know, friends. Like if my guitarist is out, he'll bring in one of his other professional friends, but it's kind of like a bit of a revolving door, but 
anytime any of us are in town together, we always perform and we're all talking always and getting advice from each other. And no, I'm getting advice from them. They're mm-hmm. all amazing. Yeah. Cool. All right, so let's start back from the beginning. Like what, what got you into playing music, writing music? And then how did you get to this point? Okay. So this is a fun story. The first concert I ever went to, I was three years old. It was the Hillary Duff concert at the House of Blues nice. in Los Angeles. And I was sitting on my uncle's shoulders crying and screaming that I wanted to be upstage on stage with her and singing. And why wasn't I singing on stage? And ever since then, I made the promise to myself that I'd be that girl singing on stage. Very cool. All right. And then what got you into songwriting? Like performing is one thing, but then getting into songwriting is a whole nother world. Yeah. I've been performing since I was six. I started doing musical theater, but it actually, not too, too long ago, I started writing music. I was about 16. No, I was 15. And I had been told if I want to be an artist, I need to write my music. And I was like, what does that even mean? I was so like blown away by the fact that like I had a quote unquote write music. Like I had no idea that was like a thing, especially for artists. So I ended up going to this writing camp with one of the most amazing writers, James Fauntleroy. And I wrote this song, which was, I don't even know if it was like considered really a song because it didn't go well, but (laughs) I literally started crying because I had to perform it for everybody and I was like wow I'm embarrassed and I don't know how to do this and then I just kept going and kept going and I didn't know how to do it and I was like I wish there was a roadmap or something that would teach me and the more I started to write and write my feelings down the more I figured out it's just literally you write your feelings and you find some music to go with it and that's kind of the story and now it's like one of my favorite things to do. Hmm. And it's incredible. You have been writing songs basically then only for four years. Yeah. Right? And honestly, the first like two years of that, I didn't even really write songs because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm so bad at this. I don't know how to do it. Like, And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I write music. Didn't really write music. I'd write like my feelings down, but I wouldn't really do anything with them at the time. And then after about two years, I was like, OK, this is ridiculous. I need to write music. And. I yeah, buckled that, that's, down. That's incredible because I think, you know, from my standpoint, your songwriting is one of your strongest areas, one of your best assets. Mm-hmm. And so many of the songs, like I'll just have them stuck in my head through the week when we're not playing. It's crazy. And that doesn't happen to me with everybody, you know? So, Dave. Um, no, but seriously, like the, um, the singles that you've been releasing lately, I think just are, are killer. So thank you. that's really encouraging. I think for people that in such a short time you've come so far, that's really cool. Thanks, Dave. Mm-hmm. So question about, about how, how you overcame the, the early obstacles of the songwriting. Like, what was it that, was, that continued to drive you through the, the experience of, of not wanting to perform your own songs, learning how to, to write your own songs? Like, what was the fuel that, that kept you going during that? So the first time I wrote the song, which, I mean, was a good concept. I actually found the lyrics to it maybe a week ago in my room. And I read it. I'm like, wait, these are like kind of good very basic, but you know, they, it made sense. It had some heart. And after that, I was just so embarrassed with that. I didn't want to like write anything else because I was like, Oh my God, I failed. And I'm not the person that's not, that's being good at not being good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So after a while I kind of stopped and I was just like, yeah, I write music. Didn't really write music. I'd write my feelings down. And 
then I noticed everybody was writing music and everyone was saying how important it was. And, you know, that's the way also to get into the music business. And I was like, you know what? Like, I want to do it. I have so many feelings. I'm a very emotional girl. And I started trying it and I had a few friends and I play piano. So I was just sitting Mm. down one day and I was just like, you know what, Casey, you're going to write a song right here, right now, even if it's basic. And I wrote a little bit of a song and I was like, wait, this is it. This Mm -hmm. is not hard. There's no rules. And it was just kind of like such a quick realization that I was like, wait, I've been wasting two years trying to figure out how to write a song when all I had to do was just do it. You You just do it. Right. So one of the challenges that, that writers face uh, along their journey is figuring out what their voice is as a songwriter. Um, how has that process been for you? Well, writing music has always been, I'm a very emotional girl. I have a lot of feelings. And I always just kind of write what I'm feeling and things I go through. All of my music is about like my feelings, things I'm doing, things I see, and I kind of just stick with what I feel, which is kind of not easy, but it's on the relatable side, especially for me. Mm-hmm. So I honestly just kind of try and stick with something I'm passionate about. So it's easier to write and be connected to, to write. So you're keeping it honest in your, in your writing. Oh, 100%. If you listen to any of my songs, you're going to find out so much about me. That's really cool. I think I think a lot of people are very early on in their in their writing career and even their artist career try to emulate other artists mm-hmm. uh, to a fault, you know, as they're trying to figure themselves out. But the fact that you're doing it, uh, you're being honest and, and true to what you really want to do right from the beginning is great. So that's super cool. So let's kind of uh, turn here, and I'm, I'm interested in hearing about what you've learned working with professional musicians. So from the artist perspective, what have you learned? And then as a, just an overall career person, what have you learned? Well, as an art of artist perspective, I've learned everything. I mean, everything I've learned about music and being an artist in the music business is from everybody that's had an influence on me, especially my band, because they've been doing this for so long and they know the ins and outs of what each artist is like, what the touring aspect is like, the music aspect So I've learned a lot of that. And then just through, I watch a lot of videos on YouTube, like about how people's stories are and how everything came about. And I just try and put that into my life. And I'd say, obviously, the biggest lesson I've learned is honestly, write music Mm -hmm. because everybody says that music, writing music is the way in Mm -hmm. and don't take no for an answer. You got to be who you are and you know, you can't be someone you're not because it's not going to work. Very true. But what about on on a, a, a even smaller level, level or like a detail level, like in rehearsals? Like, what what have you learned working with someone like Dave, who's I mean, amazing, right? Like some of the tours of the world and Josh as well. Yeah. Like, what what kind of advice would you give for young artists that are listening to the show on how to interact with professionals uh, professionals on that level? Yeah, um, I've honestly really learned everything from Dave and all the guys, but a lot of it has also been about knowing what you're doing. Like, especially Dave has always been on me about knowing what all my equipment means and does and how to set it up. And if something goes wrong, how I can fix it. And if there's Mm -hmm. something wrong on stage, 
I can keep going and not let it affect everything. And I recently got in-ears, which are like my favorite thing in the whole world. Whole, I literally can't talk. Whole world. And I was like, so I don't even know how to work this. And he's like, you got in-ears and don't know how to work. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Aren't they cute? And well, you got to learn sometime. When, <laughs> I, I mean, know. How, how would you know? You know, you're not expected to know. Yeah. And he just taught me all the ins and outs. And we were in rehearsal one day and I was wearing them. And I was like, we were in the middle of one of my songs, you know, rehearsing for a show. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God, they're not working. Oh, my God. I don't, you know, flinch during the song. I keep going. And then after I'm like, guys, I think my in-ears are broken. And they're like, did you switch the batteries? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> there are batteries in these things? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what? They're solar powered. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you have to switch the battery like a lot. And I yeah. was like, oof, that could have been real bad. And well, and that, that it, a silly thing like that is actually a good example of learning as you go. And, you know, you, how would you know that you need to change the batteries in there? But because you were using them in rehearsal and, and learning how to use it and everything that brought up, I wouldn't have even thought to have said that. But yeah. then I'm like, oh, make sure you put in a fresh set of batteries before every show, yeah. which is very important. And I mean, that's all the time. Every single show I do, there's fresh batteries in my, in my belt pack, you know? Yeah. Always. But, um, you know, from my standpoint of someone like you working with a band, um, I think we've been working together for maybe a year, maybe yeah. less, actually, probably less. Actually. Um, like February. No, we actually started rehearsals or actually, no, I started with you. And uh, I think like December. Okay. Yeah. So almost like a year, about a year. Yeah. About a year. Less than a year. So uh, in the time we've worked together, I've seen the gig evolve from uh, our mutual friend, Corel Tunador is how we connected. And you guys had started out doing kind of really like an acoustic thing, yeah, and like a duo. And you wanted to add like some light percussion and like pretty fast it evolved into like the full-blown full band thing yeah. which is way better and way more suited for what you're doing very profesh but um you know from my standpoint to answer that same question is that one thing i can tell people who are wanting to work with a band is that casey is very coachable you know and yeah so that's Thank a you. huge thing for people wanting to do this is don't pretend you know everything Casey will come in and be like, guys, uh, how do how do my ears work? How you know? I'm like, like not, I have no idea what I'm doing. Right, Please which is help a great which this. is a great attitude to have. You're not afraid to ask questions, and that's why you learn. That's how you learn, and that's why you learn quickly. And another thing I'll say too, in terms of the evolution of the band and the sound of this of this thing, maybe like two three months ago, we started incorporating backing tracks into the live show. So whereas previously we had a lot of flexibility in terms of forms and things like that, or like maybe an interlude would go twice as long. Maybe there would be a couple extra bars. Maybe Casey didn't come in, right? And we would like swing back around and pick her up two Basically, bars later. Basically, before the tracks, it was much easier to mess up. Right, that's, mm -hmm. my, that's my exact point. So my point is when we started using the tracks, all of a sudden you have zero flexibility yeah. to add measures, not come in, things like that. If I forget, it's very apparent. And I was on you, right? Like right from the beginning about having all of your entrances really precise and knowing yeah. your forms of your songs. And that's another thing where you really took to that. And I know that you were studying a lot at home and like really memorizing your song forms and drilling that. 
And, you know, that's just a, a lesson to all artists is like, you have to know the forms of your songs inside and out yeah. better than anybody. And that's been cool to see. And there are really no issues with that anymore. It's great. Yeah, it's 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 a great thing. And when I was when we first started the idea of doing the backing track, I'm like, yeah, this has to be real good because I am not messing up my own song that I wrote right. and spend every second of the day with. Right. So I was very determined to learn it inside and out like the back of my palm. And to be honest, and I tell you this all the time when I'm performing and I am going and going before the bridge, I'm like, wow, I have no idea what it is. This is bad. And then all of a sudden <laughs> oh, it just, it just kind of goes like, I don't yeah. even think about it. I'm like, Oh wait, I do know it. Right. Right. And I'd say honestly about 70% of the time I have that. And I'm just like, Oh, I'm probably going to mess this up. I don't even know what I'm going to sing. Interesting. So if you try to think ahead to what's coming next, you don't have it, but yet you've overprepared to the point where it's just there more subconsciously. Definitely. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm big on the thinking, but doing all the performing and everything, I know I know it, but mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, do I know it? What am I doing right now? Here we go. And I'm like, okay, I don't know it. And then in my head, I'm thinking like, wow, I really don't know it. Maybe it's not going to be the same. And thank God I, you know, just from muscle memory, I can right. pull it right out. Yeah. Which is another recurring theme for us is the over-preparation. Sure. You know, you don't, you don't have the presence of mind in the moment because you're distracted and thinking about all these other things, but you know, we've rehearsed it and you've drilled it so much that it's, you're over prepared to where you don't have to think about it. Yeah. It's like, I know that I know the songs like the back of my hand now. Yeah. The path you went down is, was where I was going to go next, which is, <laughs> is being um, humble enough to ask questions because a lot of artists in your position might be intimidated to, to say, Hey, I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, can you help me? So how did you get to that point? Was it just, that's naturally who you are or did you have to evolve into that? I mean, it's pretty naturally who I am. A lot of, a lot of what I think I don't like, I kind of just say what I think a lot and yes, I do filter it, but a lot of the things it's like, if I'm comfortable with somebody and I am, you know, able to voice my opinion and I know what everybody knows what they're talking about, why don't, why not take advantage? Like these are some of the best musicians in the world touring. And I'm just like, wow, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but they definitely do. And at first I was like, I'm actually like a shy person. Hmm. Most people don't know that, but with music, I'm not, but like in general, I kind of am, but I, everything with music, I'm kind of just like, go for it, go for it, go for it. And I'm never going to get better if I don't ask. And, you know, not, I'd rather know and be a little embarrassed if it's something like so elementary than not know what I'm doing and have everyone see that I don't know what I'm doing. It's such a huge advantage for you. I mean, good for you. Yeah. Like, Thank like you. really, that's such an advantage yep. um, and a good sign of maturity. So like, that's really awesome. Thank I think you. Elliot Yamin said that same thing. We had somebody, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, wasn't exactly. Yeah. He said the same thing. He's like, I don't pretend to know anything. I'm fearless to just ask a million questions to the point of annoying people. But yeah. that's what's gotten him far. You know, your your willingness to admit what you don't know. I would go, I would go so far as to say is that it, like it earns you more respect Definitely. with, with sure. higher people because they're like, okay, cool. Like someone that wants to learn something. Yeah, and you know, because we're all always around people that pretend they know what they're talking right. about. Exactly. They don't. 
And so. yeah, of course, I pretend what I know about with certain things, but who doesn't? And also, I'd so much rather embarrass myself or mess up in front of people who love me and people I work with every day than an audience that I'm performing for or people that it's like something's riding on the line. You know, I can learn before and be better while I'm doing that. Really great. Yeah. Uh, question for you here, Dave, while, mm. while we're on this topic. If, if someone uh, is in this situation, but they're not an artist, they're, they're a, a young professional musician, mm-hmm. and would, would you think that, that they would get the same result if they talked to other professional musicians uh, about whatever in a rehearsal? Just like being like humble? questions? Yeah, yeah. Like be, being open to be like, hey, I don't know what's going on here. Can you help me? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that doesn't just apply to artists. I mean, that's really how we all got where we are. Mm-hmm. Is you know we all you don't start out knowing everything. I mean you never know everything, but you don't start out having a clue what you're doing. And that's the one of the beautiful things of music. It's like a passed down tradition, you know. And yeah. it's 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 learned by being around people who have more Already experience learned. than you. And I mean, I was playing gigs in St. Louis when I was 15 with like a bass player who was incredible and touring like with one of the top drummers in the world. And that's just the way it is. I mean, that's what you ideally want to do is surround yourself with people that are better than you. I still try to surround myself with people better than me. You know? Yeah, most definitely. man. And it, I think the, the key is having the confidence to ask the question because the tendency yeah. is not even if you're pretending to know everything, but you might just have a tendency to want to stay quiet because you don't want people to know that you don't know something. Right. You feel like yeah. you're going to get exposed and it's the opposite. But I think happens. there's like a tipping point where when you get over the hump, then you're confident enough to know that you're okay. And you go, Oh, Hey, yeah. I don't understand this. I mean, Once I do that safe. still like in rehearsals. I'm like, Hey, this chart doesn't make sense. Is this repeat good or whatever? You know? Oh yeah. And I ask, ask for like reassurance after everything. I'm like, was that good? Was that on key? Yeah. And they're all like, you know what you're doing? Like, come on. And I'm like, but like, I want to make sure like I'm very, you know, like I need to know if I'm right because I'd rather embarrass myself there than anywhere else. And one of the things mm-hmm. that we've talked about is recording yourself. Yeah. You know, we record rehearsals and gigs and mm-hmm. we share a Dropbox folder and we can listen and critique stuff. We're can we, very can we drop in on that? I, I want to talk about that point right there. Uh, when do you, what are you listening for when you're listening back to the rehearsals? Oh, what am I not listening for? Pitch, timing, the the way I'm delivering it. And, you know, I can hear emotion, especially because it's myself and I want other people to hear the emotion. And I look for what the band is doing so I can memorize the song and what everyone else is doing and just learn it mm-hmm. and practice to it as well. So you're dividing your listening into like technical and non-technical, like a, emotional things mm-hmm. of conveying the lyric and also technical things of your pitch and your time and stuff like that and enjoyment i like listening to my own music not gonna lie good that's good yeah (laughs) i mean if i don't like listening to my own music why is it my music right why yeah why you will yeah uh the music industry i mean it's so different than just like 10 years ago it's Mm -hmm. like so vastly different what what is your like what is your approach on getting the world to know who you are and like your whole uh, career path as an artist well, I'm still figuring that out. I mean, the music business evolves every day, as everyone always says, and I just want to be authentically myself and 
you know, some people are going to love you and some people are going to hate you. But if I'm not being myself, I'll never know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I try and be myself and I work incredibly hard every day. I mean, I stay home most days and work, 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 memorize music, write music, social media things. And social media is really, really big in the music industry. And it was never something I was like, oh, I don't want to be an influencer. But I realized I want to influence people with my music. So social media is a platform I can use to combine music and talking to fans and getting my music out there. And look, every a lot of people have gotten deals and recognition off of social media. And, that's and you're good of, about that with like Instagram stories and stuff. I mean, Aubrey's the same way. You guys are, you know, I'm getting there. like having just content out there all the time. Yeah. Like even if it's dumb Instagram stories, like not that yours are dumb, but no, they are. <laughs> even if it's just dumb stuff, like people put up, it's still, you're putting something out there and keeping, yeah. staying in front of people's faces. It's good. You yeah. Know? And I mean, I just started this new social, not for, not in general. I started this new sh- social media app for me. It's called TikTok. And for years I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. Like that seems like, you know, weird and cheesy and, you know, kind of cringy, but I saw some of my friends doing it and I was just like, wait, this is really fun. So I downloaded it and I started looking at it and I got sucked in for hours and hours and hours. And I'm like, wait, if these people can do it, I can do it too. And yeah, they are cheesy. They're funny, but they're entertaining and I'm loving it. And I can also post covers on it, which I have started to do. So so that's called TikTok? TikTok, and is yeah. that that's an additional social media platform. Is that yeah. geared toward artists or is it everybody? It's, Everybody, yeah. anybody and everybody can do it. You got to have a phone that has a camera, mm-hmm. download the app, and you could be a TikTok star. Nice. And are you like actively doing research on like other other avenues to expand your business? Because as oh, an yeah. artist, you're, you're a business. I'm just curious to like, like what your whole approach is for All that. All day long. I spend a lot of my time on social media or even on like YouTube, like looking for other things to do and other pathways and finding other people to collab with and using my platform to talk to people, learn about people so I can, you know, put out content that people want to see. And when people want to see something, I feel like they share it with their friends. And then, you know, the more you get out there, the more people see you. So what are some things that you found that people want to see that maybe other artists could start using as well? They want to see the real, natural, raw, authentic you which is something I've always had trouble with because I'm very kind of guarded-ish person with stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my God, are they going to like me? Oh my God, is this weird? Is this cute? Is this ugly? You know, that's what goes through my head all day long. And am I pretty? Am I good? Everything. So as I've gotten to know some of my other friends who are influencers and just bigger on social media, I see they do it. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's not as bad as I thought. And I'm coming out of my shell a little bit I'm definitely definitely not even close to you know what I want to be exactly but I kind of just post things that I feel now instead of being like oh my god this picture has to be absolutely perfect it has to have the best caption my stories need to be a pretty picture and just perfection but I realized number one that's never going to be perfect and number two people don't want to see perfect Hmm. yeah it's the authenticity yeah, yeah, and that's really who I am and what I try to be. 
Yeah, you're yeah. like super well aged. <laughs> you're like, that's you. that's awesome. Like you're saying all the right things and, and thinking the right way. I think you're gonna be really successful. Thank you. Um, so what kind of advice would you give to uh, artists that are in your situation that maybe they're not in LA and they don't have the opportunity to work with someone like Dave or you know other other musicians um, on that caliber? Two words: social media. If you get a following and you're able to share your music or anything that you're doing, your artistry on your social media, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok, everything, and you get a big enough following, you come out here, people are going to find you and you're going to be able to help yourself, but be prepared, you know, have your own music because if you're going to come out here, at least make it worthwhile. Meaning to come out to Los Angeles. To, yeah. Okay. Got. And what if they're unable to, like, what if they, 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 Maybe they're in another country or maybe they are like in the middle of America. They just don't have the means to get here. Like what kind of advice would you give to them um, to so they could at least do something to get going? Write music, even release your own music. You know, everyone can do it. You've heard of all like the SoundCloud rappers and all that kind of stuff. If you really want to do it, you set your mind to it and do it. Definitely be on social media because a lot of times I've seen people fly you out when they find something they like or they will fly to you mm. because, you know, they see you're working, they see raw talent. Got it. So just putting yourself out there, but the authentic you and then. Yeah. And make some music, you know, right. be able to be brave enough and put yourself out there and try and do videos with your friends, like make it fun. Don't be embarrassed of anything. Awesome. Okay. So what, how can people find you? So you guys can find me on all of my social medias. My Instagram is my name, Casey Bear, but it is C-A-S-E-Y-B-A-E-R-R, extra R. And my Snapchat is the same, C-A-S-E-Y-B-A-E-R-R. My TikTok is I'm Casey Bear. I am C-A-S-E-Y-B-A-E-R. And Twitter is Casey Bear 7 And you guys can check out all of my music on Spotify, Apple Music, and any streaming platform and just look at my name casey bear and i'll pop up you're on it <laughs> i love it thank you uh, dave any uh, final questions points or things you want to bring up yeah yeah one quick thing ghost is coming out when ghost is out it's out cool yeah my new single ghost is out awesome. it came out that's the new that's the new ago, single. yeah cool cool it's my brand new single and i actually like an hour ago released the ghost lyric video on youtube nice i also have a youtube channel forgot to mention that one it's Casey Bear, so go check it out on YouTube. Awesome. And subscribe. And go listen to Ghost on Spotify. Heck yeah. One of my favorite songs. Go check it out. Cool. Ghost right. is fun. So any final words of uh, wisdom you want to leave with the with the audience here? Be yourself. You know, I actually have a little surprise. I'm doing a Christmas song with one of my very good friends. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be out very soon. And we just shot a music video for it. So keep your eyes out for that. And be yourself and follow your dreams. Very cool. Well, it's been a pleasure having you. And uh, again, you just a great mindset to keep moving forward. And, and we hope you have good success in your career. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right, cool. And we will talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening to Musician Mindset with Dave Johnstone and Jason Land. You can contact the show through Facebook and Instagram at Musician Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes.